Hi, friend. Welcome to Wisdom Plug podcast. I want to believe that um, the more you grow in wisdom, the better our lives. Wisdom would always help you to make quality decisions. Uh, those decisions will impact on the future. And every one of us would love to have a sweeter, a better future. But it doesn't happen uh, by chance. It happens by wisdom. On the other hand, foolishness is very destructive. Foolishness will cause you a lot of pain, a lot of strokes, a lot of grief. You want to avoid foolishness at all costs. So you want to enjoy Wisdom Plug every time uh, we say any of our podcasts. Please listen in. Uh, as I always say, the wiser you are, the better you live. Uh, the next couple of uh, days, I'll be discussing with us on uh, relationship matters. And I, I want to narrow it down to... Uh, my my spouse is driving me crazy. My spouse is driving me, as a leader of some sort of years. I've done. I've been leading uh, a Christian organization for some maybe twenty, almost twenty years now, and I've been privileged to have discussions with uh, couples, especially. And I realized that conflict resolution is a major, major matter. And you know, it's not just fights or arguments or reactions. It, it goes beyond that. I remember um, this um, scripture that says, uh, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Where you have divisions, where you have fightings, you can't make progress. And it's beyond family matters. Any uh, business entity, any organization, any family, any nation. I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, for instance, uh, we have a lot of um, challenges with security, especially in the northern part of Nigeria. And I realized that where you have strife, when you have confusion like that, the economy uh, does not really blossom. Nobody wants to invest in an environment where there are too much uncertainty. So you, you, can't, really, you can't really allow strife to prevail in your life, you, you can't afford it. You know, when you hear that, that slogan, you can't afford, you can't really afford it because the cost, the implications are more than you can, you can live with. So you can't afford it. And uh, our discussion is to help you value the, the wisdom it takes to either avoid conflict or resolve conflicts when they show up. I usually tell people, fight strife like you fight Satan. Fight strife like you're fighting Satan because it's Satan at work when you see uh, a husband and wife begin to talk about separation, divorce, or infighting. Something great is at stake. And people just don't know what to do. And that's why you have wisdom plug. Uh, we always cover many areas, but today... Uh, or this uh, few days we'll be talking about uh, how to resolve conflict, you know, when your wife or your husband or a friend or anybody is driving you crazy. Let me just share a few thoughts and then we'll continue in the next um, podcast. Now, I realize that in any relationship you have, you have an account with each other. I learned that many years ago. Love, love account, you know. Um, so if I'm married now. My, my wife's name is Bimbo. So I have a love account with her, and then she has a love account with me. Now, anytime we have pleasurable uh, interactions, especially from my side, I'm making deposits. Anytime she encounters pleasurable interactions with me, I'm making deposits. Anytime she experiences painful engagements from me, it is withdrawals. That is how it runs, love accounts. So every day, 
with your friends, with your spouse, with your boss, with your employees. You are making deposits or making withdrawals. Let that sink in. Making deposits and withdrawals. What is crisis? Why, why do you run crazy? You are running crazy because the withdrawals are more than the deposits. Anytime, even in your account, your financial, uh, your bank accounts, the moment you overdraw it, of course, there'll be crisis. So most people don't know that. When the painful interactions outweigh the pleasurable interactions, there will be crisis. And that's what the enemy tries to do, using our flesh, our ignorance, our stubbornness, our hot-headedness to cause pain and pain and pain. You know, when the pain starts, when the pain starts, <laughs> it's okay. You know, maybe you have $100 in the account or from our country, we call it Naira. You have 100 Naira in the account and then the first pain, you withdraw 10 Naira. The second pain, 50 Naira. You have a hard hit and then you want to withdraw 70 Naira. That account will not respond. So the person just runs crazy. And people wonder, why is he behaving like that? Why is he behaving like that? You have been making too much withdrawals. Now, the challenge is, most people are asking, how do I make um, the right deposits? How, what, what, what do I do to make the right uh, deposits? That leads us to what we call love languages. Everyone has a primary love language. I'm a Christian, I can't hide it. Relating with God Almighty, he has his own love language. When God tells you from his word that obedience is better than sacrifice, that means he would prefer you to obey him than trying to sacrifice to resolve matters. His love language is obedience. You see people like Abraham, it was obedience that made them stars. That's God's love language. So when it comes to relationships, your husband, your wife, they have a primary love language. What is a love language? Something that makes them tick. Something that blesses them. Something that helps you to make deposit. It's like if you have a dollar account, a dollar account, it's impossible or not easy to put pounds in it or naira. What you want to do is to convert into the dollars and make those deposits. And make those deposits. So what happens is uh, people do things uh, for other people that they don't really enjoy it. And they think they are doing a lot of work. So we have five primary love languages uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, if we don't finish today, we'll continue in the next episode. We have words of affirmation. We have um, quality time. We have acts of service. We have gifts giving. We have physical touch. Let me go by it again. Five of them, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch. What we're saying is for everybody you meet, they, are, they have a primary love language. Most of the time, it's not your love language. So most people do for others what they like, <laughs> you know, and that's the problem. You like quality time, but the person's love language is acts of service. So you try to enforce, uh, put yourself in that person, and you are, you are doing a lot, but you're not making deposits. That's why love is actually selfless. If you are selfish, you can't run your relationship well. So if your spouse's love language is words of affirmation, that means when you use kind words, we all love kind words anyway, but for some people, it's top. Kind words, humble words, loving words for them. You are making deposits. For such people, 
If you're like, like my wife's love language has a lot to do with words of affirmation. If I tell her, babe, I love you, I, I miss you, I, I'm making a lot of deposits. So I, I won't lie to you, it's not easy for me to say that. We'll be, we'll be 19 years in our marriage this month. It's not easy for a man to say those things. But because that's that person's primary love language and you want to make adequate deposits. So when you, when you do some withdrawals, it doesn't affect the relationship at all. Then I got to be proficient with that. Writing notes, sending text messages or what's happening and close it with, I love you. I miss you. I wish I was there. Or when they do something good, you celebrate them. You're making deposits. But my primary love language is acts of service. What is acts of service? Do your job well. The house must be neat and tidy. Maybe food must be ready. Everything running well. That is how you show me love. Words can come after that. But if you're telling me, I love you, I did, and I get home, and things are scattered, I don't feel loved. Oh, my good Lord. Look at the difference. For somebody else, when you say things to them, they're intoxicated, they can go the extra mile for you. But for somebody else... Uh, before the words, arrange it, tidy it up. Some ladies are like that. They, 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 their primary love language is acts of service. So when you assist them in doing things, the house chairs, when things are working well, they feel loved. Can you be humble enough to investigate, to think? And I encourage spouses, ask. Don't wait for some things. Ask. Your spouse, what is your primary love language? We have words of affirmation. For such people, affirm them. That's words of affirmation. Like my wife, I had to tell her, you can write the book. You can preach. When, when they invite her to preach in places, she's always shy. Even in church where I lead, she doesn't like to preach. You can preach. I'll pray for you. Let me see your notes. When you do that, the person feels loved. For somebody else, it's quality time. When you spend time with them, they feel loved. Some of these things you see it in your children. When you want to leave the house, say, Daddy, where are you going? For such, when they keep asking, they love quality time. Some spouses are like that. Now, if your spouse is like that, and you never stay home, always partying, always outing, you are withdrawing too much, okay? <laughs> oh, madam. <laughs> okay, we have quality time. For some people, it's acts of service. Things done well, neat, tidy, uh, functioning well. And for some others, it's gift giving. For such people, they want to experience the physical symbol of love. Uh, not, not that just, I love you. They like the flowers. They like the gift that comes when it's not a particular special day, not on wedding anniversaries or birthdays. On, can you imagine coming home as a husband and then you buy a special gift for your wife and there is nothing happening? If that is a love language, you are loading the account. Okay, uh, now for such people, the physical symbol of love is very important. Wearing your wedding ring for such people is a big deal because that ring is a physical symbol of the love between us. When you throw it away or you don't wear it, they feel you don't love them anymore. Uh, for some people, it's physical touch. That's their love language. In fact, growing up, if you notice some people around you, they just are very touchy. They want to hug you, hold your hands. Most likely, that's a primary love language. You've met people like that. Maybe your friend or your girlfriend or someone that you're close to. They just want to hug you. Not, 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 I'm not talking about lusts. No, or immorality. Just, they want to just hold you. And you see that it's a bit intense. For some of those people, it's physical touch. If you're married to somebody like that, hugs, touching their hair, holding them is a big deal. 
especially when there's a challenge. When they go to a challenge, just hold them. When they want to hug you, don't push them away. You know, that, that is just um, introduction to how it works. Uh, I'm sure you're getting the vibes. Uh, wisdom will make life different um, or will make the difference in our lives. The wiser we are, the better we live. Just learning this is a good start. Uh, I'll see you next episode on Wisdom Plug. Don't miss it. Bye for now.